0: back to another episode of middle ground and more importantly our bonus episode Woohoo!
1: which was well earned this week i guess Mm -hmm. caroline has been having technical difficulties yes or we have been having tech not
0: caroline individually
1: (laughs) (laughs) we have and we are back and
0: i'm caroline
1: i feel bummed about the lost episode it's gone i feel like it was a good one yeah we're gonna have to hit that topic again yeah we will it's a secret it's a secret no one gets
0: to know <laughs> how's your week been what's your granny moment um week's been good Granny moment is um yesterday chris um had his friend over jake who we love and they cook dinner for me and they do that like probably once every two weeks he comes over with his dog and uh frankie and the dog are like besties and do you still have the rover dog no we don't still have the rover dog
1: what? she went home I... he went home
0: oh he went home mm-hmm. okay yeah she picked him up um and yeah, Zayla is this dog and it's like a German shepherd mix. She's really cute, but they're like, Frankie is like besties with this dog and Jake, like is obsessed with Jake anyways, but it's always a good time when they come over. Cause they make like an amazing meal and I just like sit there and do nothing.
1: I still have gotten zero meals prepared <laughs> by Chris and I talk about it every time because of all the people in the world who would appreciate being cooked for I think I'm number one. You can come over anytime. I'm like, I will give you my credit card. You go (laughs)
0: grocery shopping and do your thing. Like, yeah, you can come over anytime. The only thing is we need a dining room table, which I said on this, but that is on our list to get because we want to host, but like we literally just all eat on the couch, which is no one complains and it's fine, but I would love to have a dining room table. Um, But anyways, yeah, like my brother's sister, not brother's sister. My brother's girlfriend says you're the same thing. You're your brother's thing. sister. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my brother's girlfriend says the same thing. She's like, "You guys have never cooked for us." I'm like, um, "I don't cook. Chris does. So like, ask Chris that. But you're welcome. Literally anytime, anyone is. But um, yeah, it's like always amazing, like what they concoct up. And then they're like, "Here you go, Caroline." I'm like, "What a treat!" And I do nothing. I'm just like sitting there playing with Frankie and the other dog. I'm my jealousy level like i just am sitting here wondering why i didn't marry a chef i know i from the time i was little i was like i will marry a musician or i will marry a chef like that was i was hyper fixated on that and i guess i got the chef
1: fair yeah
0: but um, i didn't have a vision
1: i just wanted somebody that made me laugh which i did do that yeah there you go
0: yeah i wanted well i've always been obsessed with chefs and like my favorite movies burnt um I've never even heard of that oh it's good it's with uh I'm gonna blank on his name the really famous actor and he I'm gonna say Matthew McConaughey but it's not him (laughs) okay it's not him he yeah I don't even know I'm really bad with actors but it's a really good movie you should watch it it's about like Michelin stars and all the things yeah um but yeah that was my ready moment and then I made brownies, which was almost really bad because I can't bake or cook, but they turned out really good. It was almost really bad, but they turned out really good? Yeah, because I, we don't have a microwave, mm-hmm. and you had to melt the butter, and I'm like, melt the butter. Mm. And Chris like used all the pans from cooking and stuff, and I'm like, melt the butter. So I had to like kind of brainstorm, and then I put it on the heat, the stove but it was with the eggs, and I was like, wait, this is going to make scrambled eggs if I keep going. Mm-hmm. So I was like, take that off, like, immediately, and figured it out. And it turned out not that bad. They I'd were, like, that. gluten-free brownies.
1: Are you going to forever not have a microwave?
0: I don't know. I haven't had a microwave in a long time. It's not like we're against it, but we still have one. We came close to not putting a microwave in the new house.
1: Uh because I don't want to use the microwave that often. But we actually have two microwaves (laughs) in New Orleans (laughs) now. Well, one, because in my parents' edition, we did like a full size. And then on our side, we just are doing a mini, like little baby microwave. But for things like that, like melting butter, or it's so convenient. Because I was like, what am I going to do? Like we reheat food in the oven. And like, you know, like you can get around it a lot of ways. But there are some things that are genuinely just
0: yeah you need a microwave. Easier. But yeah, in Italy because they don't have microwave. I mean they do, but it's like kind of rare. So when I lived in Italy, I didn't have a microwave, and then I never got a microwave since.
1: Your apartment didn't have one.
0: Mm-mm. Both of them didn't. Weird. Yeah. So like that's why I was like, oh, I can live without one. That to me is really weird that your apartment didn't have one. Mm-mm. Huh. Stoves. Yeah. Uh, and one, both of them didn't have ovens, actually. No, one of them had an oven. This first one, I believe. The second one did not have an oven.
1: You had two apartments? hmm
0: You, when you visited, you came to the first one. In Italy? Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking of your apartment in America. No. My and apartment in America yeah. did not have a microwave either, though. Really? No. The stove... It had a stove. It yeah. did not have a microwave. That blows my mind. Yeah. They built like a cutout for it in the pantry area. Okay. But there was no microwave in it. Huh. <laughs> so no, okay. it didn't have a microwave well, my, in there either.
1: My mind has been blown. I don't like our microwave. Oh, you don't? No, we have the drawer kind here. And it's like in the walkway and it's just inconvenient. Um, so I don't like to use it. Yeah. I avoid it at all costs. Anyway... Uh, My grounding moment <laughs> is plants. Nice. It's spring, and plants are coming to life, and Matt and I spent all weekend pulling weeds and trying to get a few of the beds at the new house kind of ready and prepped for spring and summer, and I just am feeling really grateful for all the time outside, and I don't know. I'm really excited about the landscaping at the okay. new house really excited just to get my hands dirty and spend some time outdoors doing something that in no way is connected to technology. Mm-hmm. Matt, when we were working, has to have AirPods in and is listening to a podcast or, and he keeps me like, don't you want your AirPods? Don't you want? I'm like, no, yeah. I, I don't want to hear anything
0: else. Yeah. I want to hear the birds. And I stuff. just
1: want to be like quiet. And so, I'm really looking forward to more of that when we move. And we have a final move in date. Mm -hmm. You said that last time. Yeah, but last time didn't happen. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They don't know anything we said last (laughs) time. So the people know. (laughs) Yeah. Caroline listened to the entire episode before it was lost forever.
0: Literally gone. How How bizarre. bizarre. Just technical problems. It happens. And I like search. It wasn't like I didn't. And. Went to the, you know, finder, did the things, got We're a small
1: production. We don't have an editor or a producer <laughs> or a, we have Caroline and me, two mics and some laptops. Yep. <laughs> and sometimes that just doesn't work out. Yeah. Sometimes the odds are not in our favor, but yeah. most of the time they are. And You'd we're think, very grateful. Because aren't we like, in July, it'll be two years. Mm-hmm. Wait. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem real, does it? No.
0: I feel like it's been longer, but. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. Because I was like, no, this is year three in my head, but it's not This is year two. We're on year two. Oh, wow.
1: I feel like time's just flying. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Let's dive in. Can I start? I picked one because it's nice to me. The subject of the email was advice for 27-year-old female. Uh, I first want to say, because I mean it, not just because Joe's love language is words of affirmation. (laughs) That's in the email. Your podcast is a must listen every week for me. The sisters I never had. Thank you. I feel like the balance of your two minds and the shared core values creates a lovely lesson for me to learn from each week. Plus, I feel like the two of you are so grounded for the successful careers and lives you lead. I admire it. That is so nice. (laughs) And thank you. (laughs) I do need that. There's literally tears in my eyes now into the good stuff I'm reaching out for advice I'm a 27 year old female living with my boyfriend of three and a half years in a rural-ish town across the state from my family I have a great job here that has led to so much opportunity and growth to include the privilege of owning uh, also to include the privilege of owning a home however my partner and I have been talking recently and we're ready for a change I want to move to Northwest Arkansas or Austin, Texas timeline of December to which he is on board too I guess what I'm looking for is some advice on how to prepare for such a big change. I'm applying for jobs, which is such an exciting but hard process right now. It's very competitive in my field, and I'm the main breadwinner for us, as he has recently graduated to start his career. How can I decide where might be the best place for us to land? How can I set myself up for success and not just disappoint within the job search and moving plans? And what is one habit I could start to create now that will help me remember the realities, as this will be hard and uh, just to keep me grounded. I asked the last question because right now it's an exciting, it's exciting and feels like a dream, but a move unfortunately does not have all the responsibility mean all the, Oh my goodness. But a move unfortunately does not mean all the responsibilities in life disappear either. Love to you both Frankie and Gardner.
0: Oh, so sweet. Okay. Where is she from? I missed that. Like where uh, she live? just
1: says that she lives in a small rural area across the
0: state from her family. Okay. Um, that was a good one. Thanks for writing in. Um, that's Arkansas, you should move here.
1: <laughs> so I was born in Austin, Texas, and I've spent a lot of time in Austin and Austin's wonderful. Northwest Arkansas is wonderful. When Matt and I were in this season of life where we didn't know where we were going to go, we just applied for jobs. We, we were in discussion between Kansas City, Northwest Arkansas and St. Louis. And Matt just applied for jobs in all of the places and wherever he found like a job that he was excited about first that's what we did Mm -hmm. and so i i personally found that to be a really fun refreshing way to do things because at the end of the day i think wherever you land you find community and it ends up being the right decision because no matter where you go you're where you're supposed to be yeah i agree with that and I love Northwest Arkansas. I mean, obviously, we live here. I would obviously advocate for Northwest Arkansas because I think it's magnificent. But Austin, Texas is a ton of fun, too. But it's really hot, I will say. Yeah. Just as a side note, uh, I don't know where you live, but be prepared. Ha Hot. So if you move in December, it might feel really nice for those first couple months. But the summer is swirl yeah i had friends that were in dallas just dallas this weekend and austin's further south than um uh, da- wait yeah austin's mm-hmm. further south than dallas i was making sure i said the right words <laughs> and in dallas this weekend it was 90 degrees my god 90 it's march yeah that's april i don't know what, yeah, what it's april it? it's not it, no, it, it's march it, right but it will be april <laughs> okay. when this comes out
0: i was like oh yes yes it will be april
1: um But anyway, yeah, I, uh, so as for where you could end up, apply for jobs, find a job that really speaks to you that you're excited about. And I would say, don't get too caught up in the money part of things. If your job covers your expenses and like your living expenses,
0: then that's great
1: Mm. for this season.
0: Yeah. And just don't also don't get caught up in like Because moving, I feel like a lot of people view moving as, like, this scary, like, unknown. Which, yes, it is. But the reality of it is, like, you're going to go to other humans that are just trying to figure it out. No one knows what they're doing. Like, you're going to move. It's going to be great. Or if it's bad, just figure it out. Like, pivot as you go. And I just wouldn't get caught up in so much in the, like, unknown of it all and just kind of embrace that. Um, because if you do move and say like, this is the only move you'll do as a couple, like have fun with it. Like, you know, really dive into that. And like this season of life, um, I think it's fun to move.
1: And I think a really good way to set yourself up, excuse me, I think a really good way to set yourself up for success and not disappointment is to not create alternate realities. So if you apply for a job, like it's okay to get excited and think about, how that job would be a good fit for you, but don't create an entire alternate alternate reality that you're committed to where this is my job and this is what I do. And this is how we, uh, go about our day to day. And it's wonderful. And I love it because when you create too much of that, if that job doesn't work out, we can feel devastated. Like we've lost something, but you never even had that. And it may have not been that way that you created it in your head. So every time that you don't get a job or you find out that you know you didn't make it to the next interview, think of that as another thing that's just guiding you along the path to where you're going. Yes. And so instead of thinking of it as a step back, think about it as another step toward
0: mm-hmm. the
1: exciting thing you're getting to.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and I have a hard time with this cuz I'm Enneagram 7, so I always like in my head have really high expectations because I'm like it's gonna be fun it's gonna be awesome and then when it's not like that which it still could be fun but just not how I see it in my head I'm like oh like I get kind of disappointed so yeah that's a really good point it's just like live your life just like take it day by day don't set too many expectations um it's okay to dream yes but just go with the flow and like you'll have a good time
1: yeah I uh I think habits, the, the last question she asks is what's one habit I could start to create now that will help me remember the realities, uh, that will help keep her grounded. And uh, I, I think the one thing that you can really focus on through all of this is your relationships. That can be your grounding thing. Cause it sounds like you have a boyfriend that you're really committed to that you are happy with you guys are looking to grow together and that's the thing that's not going to change so remember that and have y'all's quiet time together and make sure that you two are taking your time to enjoy and have conversations with one another about the present as well as the things you're excited for because regardless of where you go or what you do that's going to be the person that you're doing it with
0: yeah yeah and that can be in grounding For sure. Okay. Thanks for writing in. Hope that helped. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hey, I just wanted to start with saying that I love your podcast and everything you guys do. I have a little story time for you guys. This was about a year ago when I was a freshman in high school and I was part of the cross country i'm sure team after cross-country season we do this holiday run streak where you would run at least a mile every day from thanksgiving to new year's wow why did i take that as we were going to run naked oh i heard the word streak
1: and my brain went we're naked running okay resume I'm sorry
0: (laughs) hopefully we're not naked running Um, we uploaded our runs to an app called Strava to log our runs my one mile runs were around 10 minutes because I wasn't really in shape but I began to notice how my best friend who was around my pace in cross-country season was running her mile at eight minutes and 30 seconds pace I was putting myself down and questioning myself why it took me so much longer. A year later, we were talking about the run streak and she admitted that she faked most of her runs and ma- and manually put them into the app without running. She did not intend for me to feel this way, but remember to stop comparing yourself to others. Okay, she was just like Do saying Do you think this. there has to be so much of that? Oh, yeah. Just stuff like that. Like that's the problem with social media and how we compare ourselves. Same thing. Yeah, but yeah, that was it. Wasn't really advice. She just was saying this is a good lesson to stop comparing yourself to others. Which yeah, don't do that.
1: Yeah, I uh, I think about that with social media because I think we do a lot of the things we do for our own ego, yes. without thought of what impact it could have on other people. Because mm-hmm. we don't we don't necessarily run with the mindset that we impact others
0: no but we do Mm -hmm. a lot yeah it's interesting but yeah also like yeah just have conversations with people because like if that were to be true like she actually did run that be like oh my gosh like i really look up to you like how did you you know get your pace down like yada 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 i can't even run a mile (laughs) so like keep that in mind just
1: (laughs) no you could not in 10 minutes yeah maybe not but i have faith i i yeah it'd be bad it'd be really bad okay hi ladies (laughs) love the podcast i'm a 20 year old oh my goodness i cannot read today normally i feel (laughs) like i know normally i feel like you struggle with the reading and today that's not nice i don't know why i said that i wasn't trying to be rude that's fine Uh, I'm a 28 year old struggling to make friends in my early twenties. I was shy and never was able to make connections in college. Now at 28, I am comfortable around people and with myself. However, I can't seem to make friends. My boyfriend has a huge friend group and many of his friends have wives. They're lovely and we do hang in big groups. However, I'd like to make my own friends too, not associated with his group, mainly to protect myself. If there was ever a breakup, I wouldn't want to lose everyone. I love my boyfriend just protecting myself. I have tried friend bogie. I have tried friendship apps like bumble b f f but no luck. It seems like not that many girls in my area use them. What would you recommend? I'd love to make friends to go thrifting, get coffee, lunch, gym, anything really
0: That's a good one. um I would say what are we barking at? <laughs> <laughs> he's looking that way and she's looking that way okay anyway i would say um i get it and i used to be like that like oh i have to protect myself like it's me against the world like i had that mindset um but i will say once you open up and let people in and if that does mean like in my opinion i would um not cling on to your boyfriend's friends but like you could make really good friends that way like your boyfriend's friends that have the wives, like that is a community and that is connection. And I just wouldn't, I wouldn't put those people down because that might be your first in into a connection, right? You know.
1: Well, yeah, I, I kind of struggle with how this is framed in general, just because I feel like it. It sounds like to me, like you have a good community that you're a part of because of your boyfriend, and. If you fear not staying with your boyfriend, maybe that's something that you need to work on. Take some time and work on you. Yes. Um, before you're necessarily in a season where you're ready to pursue friendships. I don't know. Uh, but if I were to not look at this email that way, maybe I'm just reading it that way and I'm hearing things wrong. And it's just you're looking to make friends outside of that group. My, my best advice is... Read your local chamber of commerce events and things going on in town, whether that's business openings or, um, cute coffee shops opening or events going on in town. Often there are a lot of community events going on and when you attend them regularly, you start to see the same people over and over again, or at least that's my experience. Yeah. And it's a great way to make friends that have similar interests to you, because if you're going to the events that, you know, you're interested in, there are also people at that event that are interested in that event. Yeah, exactly. And if this has been hard with COVID though. Yeah. And so I hear you saying all this and I think to myself, you know, I was how old when COVID? I was 26 when COVID started. I'm about to turn 29 and it's been a hard couple of years to make friends. And so another really great way, you wouldn't necessarily be able to go thrifting or get coffee or anything with people you meet this way, but join community groups online. Yeah. So like middle ground, this podcast has a community group on Facebook. I'm in, I have a plant community group on Facebook. Uh, I'm members in all kinds of different groups and things like that where I have gotten to know people and I have connected and made friends some in my area some not and I just think that's a really good way to network even during the pandemic
0: yes yeah those are that's really good advice but yeah I would like Joe said and this is again us reading into it but um dive deeper into why you're feeling like the need to protect Protect yourself because like I can relate to that like definitely I'm like it's me against world I only have me I'm gonna die with me like I do have that mindset more than I care to admit but like when you break that barrier down and understand why you're like that um people will start coming like you're gonna build this amazing community and it's just waiting for you
1: and if you're constantly living to try and protect yourself you don't live the same Because you're living in, like, a fight-or-flight mode rather than living at peace. Yes. And it's just a very different way of living, I think. Right. And uh, I don't know. To me, if the wives are wonderful, I would be asking one to go get coffee and get to know them. Yeah, one-on-one without your boyfriend or them. And so the worst thing that happens is you and your boyfriend break up. That doesn't mean you can't be friends with that wife anymore. Yeah, no you may not be hanging out with them in a big group setting anymore, but that doesn't mean that you can't have an individual relationship anymore. Yeah. So anyway.
0: Yeah. But you got this and I hope that helped. Okay. Long time listener, first time writer. I have been listening to middle ground since the beginning and have loved it all. Thank you for a bluff, for the uplift and inspiration you always bring. You two are a beautiful light in the world, and I'm so happy to consume your content.
1: <laughs> wow. Thank that. you.
0: That is so sweet. Okay. I have a dear friend that I've known for about four years, and our lives are very intertwined. We work together, are in the same graduate program, and she has asked me to be her maid of honor for her wedding later this year. I feel that she finds her fulfillment in others and cares what others think so much more often than I do, and honestly, it can be exhausting. I have come a long way in growing my independence and self-esteem, but still find it draining to be around her sometimes when she is consumed in drama or people that I do not care to talk about. Any advice on how to improve my approach on our friendship? Love you, ladies. That was a good one. I liked how you worded that. I do, too. That's hard.
1: That's really hard Mm -hmm. because you can't change other people, which I think from the way you worded your email, you understand that. Yeah. And you understand it's not your place to dictate her path and how she learns about herself and those things. And yeah, that's hard whenever you're a big part of somebody's life in their day and you're not vibing.
0: Yeah. And what I'll say is I'm more like you that's writing this in. Um, Like, again, I don't care a lot what people think. I don't talk about drama. And what I've learned, because I've really struggled with this, like, I feel like everyone's draining, like everyone. And I'm like, well, how am I going to have friends or live my life if I feel like everyone's draining me? Like, that's not fun. Mm -hmm. So what I've realized is like, just lead by example. So like, I don't, talk about drama in a group setting I don't talk about drama really one-on-one ever and what I've learned is like people don't come to me for drama or to talk about it because I don't entertain it right so like that's my that's what I've learned and that's what's been good for me um is like people know like oh Caroline doesn't want to talk about that because I shut it down change the subject you know talk about something nice um whatever or you could also and I do this a lot like if someone comes to me with drama, I'd be like, well, did you look at it from their perspective? And that gets them thinking. And then being like, oh, like I was talking about her negatively or him negatively. Or it makes them not want to talk to you about it anymore. Exactly. Which But is like a lot okay. of the times, like people don't even know they're gossiping. Like it's just part of their everyday mm-hmm. thing. And then when you bring, not to be like you're gossiping, stop. Like not like that. But when you bring some kind of awareness to people um, and shed light on it. They're like, oh, wait a second. You know, Caroline, you can correct me if
1: I'm wrong. Maybe I don't see myself well. But I have hit the season of my life now where I just don't have a lot of friends that spend a lot of time talking about other people. Yeah, They're talking, you know, I I, <laughs> I remember I had dinner with a bunch of friends recently. It was a group of like eight girls. Which growing up, I was told that's the worst nightmare. They're probably all gossiping and talking about how Susie sucks and mm-hmm. you know Mitzi's awful. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And I, you know, you're told that growing up. And I got home from dinner, and Matt was like, "How was it?" And I said, "It was great." We talked about toothpaste. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "What? You talked about what?" I said, "We spent a whole hour discussing toothpaste." Mm-hmm. And it was phenomenal. And that's when I realized I had taken such a shift in relationships. But I don't know what I did to get there.
0: And that's what makes this question so hard for me. I feel like you're like me. You don't entertain it a lot of the times. And you, you're better at, um, you say it more than I do of like, well, did you see it from their perspective? Like you get in people's heads of like, Well, that's okay. Like, they can think like that or whatever. You're like that.
1: And I I think something that you can really do, I think a phrase that's really good when people are discussing this way is, you know what? You're really valid in how you're feeling and your emotions are fair. And it's okay for you to not feel great about it. Yeah. And leave it at that. Mm -hmm. That's not saying... People really want you to affirm... um, the negativity like affirm that doesn't that person suck yes or like
0: oh my god isn't that horrible
1: yeah and often I'll respond with I completely understand how it could make you feel that way yes and again I I think it's just not entertaining it and eventually it slows down
0: yeah because like and that could you know quote-unquote ruin your friendship or maybe not like you won't be long-term friends with this girl or like she could realize And then just have this, like, beautiful relationship with you one-on-one and not talk about drama. Because that, like, I have friends that did talk about drama to me, like, a lot. And now, like, we're still friends. But they just don't talk to me about that. Because I don't entertain it. I don't talk about it.
1: Well, and didn't they, didn't she say they're just getting out of grad school?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And their lives are very intertwined.
1: Right. I I think that age is hard, too. Because you're still in a season where you're surrounded by peers And you're in a daily setting with the same peers. Like, people don't have their individual units and families and relationships. Yeah. And it just kind of all overlaps. You're in a container together all the time.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think that's hard, too. Right. And she's... Well, she is getting married. So, like, you have that. Because she's going to be a wife. Not that, like, whatever. You can take that as whatever you want. But, like, she will be busy. Like, this is going to be a busy season for her. And... Just kind of ride the wave in that. Like, this is very busy for her. Like, she'll be doing all this stuff. Like, kind of distracted. And then when she comes to you with stuff, like, oh my gosh, Susie said this. Just don't entertain it. Just stop. Yeah. Which I don't think you do. It's not like we're, like, saying you do this. Right.
1: It's from a single email.
0: Yeah. But. Um, <laughs> this is not personal. That's just my advice. Is yeah. like, I've I took it that way. And I will tell you right now, my life is. 98% drama free I don't have drama surrounding me myself yeah, same okay you ready yeah next okay Becca's gonna let the dogs out
1: okay hey Joe and Caroline I absolutely love the podcast and always look forward to Mondays to listen to each new episode sorry there wasn't one this Monday <laughs> <laughs> you two are so inspirational and have really changed my perspective for the better I love that I'm currently in the process of choosing an MA program for me to attend in the fall and start becoming qualified to work in museums. At the risk of sounding pretentious, and I'm sorry for this if it does, but I've received four acceptances and still have one to hear back from. I'm having such a hard time narrowing down which program to commit to. Obviously, each program's different with their own pros and cons. For example, one school's two hours from my hometown, offers in state tuition, and has a low cost of living. There are two others that are in D.C. and one in New York City with a much higher cost of living, but there's also more opportunities for networking and jobs. I've always wanted to live in a big city. I think I'm so overwhelmed with my options that I can't figure out which to choose. They all seem to net out to be equal, and I know that any program I pick will be fantastic. Do you ladies have any suggestions on what to do when you can only pick one choice between many options that seem equally appealing? go to the city,
0: yeah, go to the city
1: yeah if you want you can always move back home, and yeah, cost of living's expensive, so you may not be able to have all the things you want. you're gonna have to cook at home most yeah. of your meals or what whatever it is, and if it's awful, you know, get through your program and you can move back home, and you tried it, mm-hmm. But if you've always dreamed of living in a big city, go to the big city. Yes, I,
0: that's yeah to me. That's Cause that because you have to look at yourself like in the future, like future you, um, you know, graduated, you maybe has kids, married, whatever, and then rewind and just be like, oh, I regret not doing that. Like I had this opportunity. Like Are you gonna say that? Probably. So do it. So then you don't have regrets in the future of not saying that.
1: And there is no right. There's nothing wrong with being 2 hours from your hometown and having in-state tuition and a low cost of living if those are the things you value. But you wrote the sentence, I've always wanted to live in a big city. <laughs> and to me, if you're taking the time to write the sentence I've always wanted to live in a big city, go experience it. Yes, go. You can move home. I like I can't say that enough. Right. And I know that the thought is, well what if I hate it and then I
0: gave up the other programs then that's how it was meant to be. Right. Yeah, but also, like, and yes, I get it. You probably, you know, have scholarships or whatever. But that school, the in-state school, will always be there. Right. The walls will always be there. The teachers will always be there. Like, even if you don't go to school till you're 30 or 40, it's always going to be there. But, yeah, that's, like, when I was deciding whether to move to Italy or not, it took me literally less than two hours to make a decision. And people were like, oh, my God, how did you do that? That's such a life change. But I was like, I'm never going to be 18 again. Like, that's what I kept telling myself is like, never. And I'm never going to have... When am I ever going to have an opportunity where I'm like, footloose, fancy free. I don't have kids. I don't have a boyfriend or husband or anything tying me down. Literally zero responsibilities. Your
1: family's in good health. Yes. Everything like you have every opportunity to go do it.
0: Yeah. So I'm like, it would be actually kind of dumb of me not to because everything is aligning for me to do it and so that's why I was like yeah I'm doing it and then the next day I went to school I'm like hey guys I'm moving to Italy and people are like no you're not I'm like no I actually am like I decided it's done and like people are like how did you decide that fat? but it's like I just did and I knew like I was I told myself I would give myself three months and if I hated it if I fell on my face if I like lost all my money move back like it's not life or death like
1: and that's what I would say I would say commit to a decision yes Commit, like, of the four, if they're all truly equal to you, flip a coin. Mm-hmm. Flip the coin. And whatever it lands on, you pursue that wholeheartedly. You flip a coin, it lands on DC, you are DC girly. <laughs> like, you are diehard DC, let's go. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. As long as you jump in, feet
0: first, head first, whatever. is a good attitude. As long as you're
1: getting submerged.
0: Yeah. <laughs> go for it. Yeah, and you'll have so much fun. No matter where you go. But yeah, and it does feel like it's interesting, like, when you live life and, like, everyone's made big decisions and, you know, done the things. But it's crazy when you think about, like, in the moment, it seems like, oh this is going to change my whole life, the trajectory, you know, all this stuff. Like what if the love of my life is in DC, DC rather than New York? It's like, you can't think like that. And then when you are past that big decision and then you're living the life you're living, you're like, Oh wait, that decision wasn't that big. Like you realize that. No, because your path is where you go. Yeah. I can't say that enough. I feel like I said that earlier too.
1: Your path is wherever you go. You can't choo- You can't make a wrong decision. No. There is no such thing as a wrong decision because no matter where you end up, that's where you are. Yes. And it gets you where you're going. So don't get caught up in, oh, that
0: was the wrong choice. That was the wrong. It- it's such a waste of time. Yeah. And there- yeah, there's no such thing as wrong choices. Because like right now I don't live in Italy and I'm not like married to Italian do I think I'm a failure because of that no like that was the path I was supposed to be and now I'm here like and it happened fast and I don't even think about making that decision Italy was just my path so yeah that's a good point but I hope that helped thank you for writing in
1: and congratulations
0: yeah yeah and you're not again I was gonna say this at the beginning I hate like when people feel like they're pretentious because of how hard and the accomplishments, accomplishments they've worked for. Um, so if you made it into four schools, which I think you did, great. Like, you, there's a difference between being humble, but also being really proud of the work you've put in to get you there.
1: I agree. I agree. I, uh, that's hard. Yeah. It's all hard. Okay, one more? Mm-hmm. I hope you're both having a great march and finding ways to give yourself space given world circumstances right now. Thank you. I heard that. <sighs> Thank you. Backstory. My boyfriend's turning 30 on the 20th, and I decided I was going to take him to Europe for the first time to celebrate. We're super excited, but only have the only place we have almost no plans for is Rome. Any tips or recommendations? Wow. That's exciting. Are they currently there then? She said that they're taking him to Europe on the 20th. And so I feel like they're already there. Oh. But this is for the end of the month episode. So anyway, if you're in Europe right now and you're listening, Caroline has all kinds of recommendations
0: for Rome. My recommendation is that little gelato shop. I know. I just, I do have recommend recommendations. I just can't think of the names on the top of my head. But yeah, the little gelato shop. It's the number one gelato shop whenever you look stuff up. Yeah. And if you have listened to the first ever episode, then you can relive my memory. And maybe you'll see him. Maybe he still works there. Yeah, probably. What was his name? I forget. Igor or something. Igor. I think it was Igor. Yeah. Anyways. Um yeah Rome's beautiful and I feel like Rome also like you don't need plans like it you don't need an itinerary I'm gonna agree with um you can just walk around and just the history and everything is so overwhelming in of itself and beautiful um so like I would say just don't have plans like just I would get a tour of the Colosseum yeah get tours for sure um and there's little like Vespa and Moped tours you can do those are fun um but yeah, just the history, just take it all in, and do all that. The Vatican, it's good. The
1: Vatican's really cool. Like I, I would feel like that's the last.
0: Yeah, take the time to do that because it is overwhelming. Yeah, truly. Um, but yeah, I feel like Rome in general is just overwhelming and the history and everything. But you're not going to go wrong. Like there's places all over, and I feel like if you have all the trip planned out, it's fun to have one city where you're like let's just like live and like I feel like the best memories are made um from moments like that because like we did that we didn't have plans Joe and I went to Rome um and we didn't have like planned plans we knew we wanted to go to the Vatican and do those things but like we didn't have plans we've never been good planners no that is true to say like we're just not no but yeah like we looked up like the best gelato place in Rome and that's why we went there. Like, we plan in the moment um, and then just lived our life. Yeah. And had a good time. Yes. But, yeah, happy 30th birthday to your boyfriend. That's so exciting. It really is. So fun. Big deal. Mm-hmm. Really Moving on deal. up. All righty, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Maybe learned something. Maybe didn't. And we're sorry for that. We may or may not have a guest next week. Yep. So stay tuned and...